Gentlemen, welcome to the Be The Man podcast. I'm your host, Greg Denning, the creator and coach of the Be The Man Masterclass and Tribe. Today, we are talking about facing the darkness and every form of darkness we can talk about, right? It comes from, from all kinds of places and all kinds of situations from suicidal thoughts and hopelessness and discouragement and desperation and despising yourself because your own actions or mistakes or foolishness or ignorance or things that just happen that really just hurt. In life, we are going to face a lot of darkness. And today in this episode, I want to talk about why and how and what to do about it and how to feel it, how to stay in it, how to sit with it, and then how to eventually come out of it. But before we dive in, just want to throw out a reminder here go download the Be The Man app. It is on, uh, it's available for iOS and Android and jump in there. There's a free course called Level Up. There's some awesome training and tools and resources in there to help you be the best version of yourself as a man and a husband and a father. And also included in the Level Up course is the recommended book list. You guys know how much I love to read. And it's great books I've read about manliness. So a recommended book list for men is in that course. So just go download the app. There's a little button on the bottom that says discover. On that, you scroll down a little bit and right there, sign up for the free level up course and get a hold of that and jump in there. Plus all kinds of updates constantly coming, updating, proving it. It's, it's going to be a great resource and already is a great resource for tools and training and strategy and systems to help you be your best self. All right, let's dive in. Darkness. What is darkness? Well, we all experience darkness in life. It is par for the course, as they say. It's just part of life. There's going to be dark times in your life. And I hope you won't seek to avoid those. I know I used to. I just want to, I wanted to avoid all trials and troubles and struggles and any kind of a darkness. But if we're going to be whole, a healthy man is a whole man. And a whole man is a man who has felt and can feel the full spectrum of emotion and of life. We've got to be able to feel it all. Now, most of the time, we can choose the emotions we want to feel. I'm, I'm happy, enthusiastic, excited filled with joy, grateful most of the time. But there are definitely times, gentlemen, when we should feel anger and frustration and depression and fear and disappointment and doubt and discouragement, right? So don't avoid darkness at all costs. There's, there's part of, let me, let me jump in here with, with this idea of the labyrinth on the floor of a cathedral. I think it's in Europe. There's this idea of the labyrinth, and you, you might confuse it with a maze, right? Where a maze has these dead ends and false, false roads, where a labyrinth does not. You follow it, and it just wraps back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and you, you end up, you, you, you follow it, right? There's no shortcuts. There's no stepping over the lines. If you follow the line, you walk the entire thing, and you circle back and forth, and you go back places where you already were, but just in a different line, and you walk all the way to the center. And then once you get there, you walk all the way out and you have to walk every part. And you think, well, I, I could just step over this. I could just walk directly here. I could just take the shortcut. But in life, in full development, in, in full actualization of your best self, 
You have to walk the labyrinth. Every part of it. No hacks, no shortcuts, no cheating, no skipping. You got to walk the labyrinth. And in a, in a complete and whole labyrinth of life, there will be darkness. There will be dark times. And like I mentioned earlier, it might be a sense of helplessness or hopelessness. It might be despair or discouragement. It might be things just really going wrong, as will happen. It might be failure. It might be mistakes. It might be ignorance. It might be things you did really wrong. Deep sins, you know, for, for lack of a better word, when you've compromised integrity and character, might be losing someone you love or losing something you love or loved and maybe a dream. It, darkness can come in any way, shape, or form, and it can come at any time. And it's a, it's a part of the journey. In fact, doesn't it, doesn't it have to be part of the journey? If there is light, then there must be darkness. If there's to be joy and love, then there has to be exposure to hurt. Right? We have to, if we're going to go all in, then we, of necessity, make ourselves vulnerable. If we're going to live this great adventure, and especially if you are going to be the hero of your own story, and, and I invite you to do that, I challenge you to do it. I think it's a moral obligation we all possess as men to be the heroes of our own story. And if you're going to be the hero, then you must face the darkness. And what you learn from that, and more importantly, in fact, more important than anything else, who you become through the darkness, sometimes because of the darkness, sometimes in spite of the darkness, is what matters most. And I think if we avoid the darkness, then we avoid a part of our life that remains underdeveloped. Even if we try to discount it or pass over it or bury it or dismiss it or pretend it's not there, then we're missing out on significant growth and capability and development that we really need to be whole men. So let's, let's dive in. The reason this is, is poignant and real right now, actually a couple of reasons. One, I have this, this masterclass on tribe and in the tribe, it's this brotherhood of camaraderie. And it's a group where we can communicate with each other uh, in, in this private group we have and share the things we're struggling with. And yesterday, one of the men in the group shared that, that a family member of his was facing some serious darkness. And then it brought the topic to the front and, and others are saying, hey, I'm, I'm facing darkness as we all do at times. And so whether it's happening in your life or in somebody close to you, or maybe everything's good right now, but darkness will come and we don't need to be afraid of it. We don't need to avoid it, but there are some things we can do when it does come. And I think we don't want to, like I said before, you don't want to just skip over it, dismiss it, pass by, hope that it never comes. And you don't want to wallow in it and stay in it and think, oh man, this just sucks. Can't wait till it's over. Or it's ruining my life or I'm broken and never can recover or heal. There's a time to just sit with it, to be in it, to feel it. There's, in fact, there are even 
forms of darkness that you deserve and that I deserve. And when we make those mistakes, whether from action or inaction or deliberate knowledge or ignorance, we deserve it and we ought to feel it. And there's other things where maybe you just, you lose someone you love or something. Life just is painful and man, it hurts. And it's okay to feel that and to sit with it. And when you're sitting with it, I hope you'll do that in, in a healthy way. And just, just feel it. Let it be part of your journey in your life. And I hope you'll surround yourself with good people, good men, good women that can support you in that, listen to you, understand what you're going through. And I hope you'll do that for others and share that, reciprocate out that love that when they're in a dark spot, you'll listen. And when they just need to talk, you just listen. And when they need you to uh, invite them and challenge them and to lift them and help them get going again, I hope, I hope you'll do that. I hope you'll be there for them. But I want to share a, a few things about how to process this. Like, why, why is this happening? Like, what's going on and what can we do about it? Because darkness can be acute, meaning it just happens in a moment, or it can become chronic. And one thing I want to emphasize again and again is you do not have to stay there. Yes, it will come. Or yes, you'll throw yourself into it. You'll, <laughs> you'll jump headfirst into a pit you do not need to go into. But either way, you don't have to stay there. Carl Jung, the great psychologist, says we all need to face the abyss. And I agree. We've got to face the abyss. But you don't have to stay there. In fact, if you're going to be the hero of your own story and that hero's journey, you're going to come out of the darkness. So one of the first things we need to, to ask ourselves is what's the cause? What's causing the darkness? Right? I love to ask what's the underlying problem and what's the underlying cause of the underlying problem? Now, some of you, you'll ask this question, like, what's the cause of the darkness? And you'll know right away. You say it's this thing or it's that thing, but life is complicated and there's often correlation. So there's a difference between causation and correlation. Sometimes something just happens and you're like, yeah, it's the cause, but is there correlation? Are there things that are correlated? Are there things that are happening that are exacerbating the problem or extending the problem, making it worse than it is or longer than it needs to be, right? And you have to look carefully at that thing. And at correlation and causation and say, what's, what's going on that is creating or perpetuating the darkness? And I think what you'll notice is that there are a bunch of related pieces and parts of the puzzle, things coming together that make the darkness darker. And, and evaluate too, like what's, what's making it better? What's making it lighter? What's making it bearable? But you have to get clear. What is causing the problem? And so the first thing I really want to emphasize and, and recommend for, for all of you to do, and, and if I can invite you, beg you even, uh, or you know, challenge you to write, spend a lot of time writing. There's massive amounts of research. I just was doing some more of it yesterday about this, the process of writing of what, how that helps you process your thoughts and feelings and the whole experience. And they found time and time again, that one of the ways to learn from trauma and struggle and trial and darkness 
and to process it and to heal and recover from it is through writing. So spend a lot of time writing. And, and some of it, man, some of the writing will be dark and ugly and mean and hateful and venomous. And you might want to write a piece of paper, get that all out on a piece of paper. Like I love to say, take it out on paper, not on people and get that all out. And then you might burn it or tear it up or smash it or jump on it or throw it away, whatever, and get rid of it. But do a lot of writing. It's, it's going to be so therapeutic and so helpful. And in that writing exercise, identify the causes, identify the problems, and try to get as clear as possible and identify the, the correlations, what's connected, right? If, you, if something negative happened, but now you, you don't get out of bed, you don't exercise, you don't move your body, you haven't seen sunshine forever, you haven't shaved, you haven't cleaned up, you haven't done your hair, you haven't got dressed up nice, you haven't been you know, going out and, and connecting with people, you've been watching crap on TV, listening to garbage and consuming garbage, and your thoughts have just been swirling around around this echo chamber of negativity. And like, like you, you keep the, the shades closed and you stay in bed and you're hunched over and you're shallow breathing and you're just ugh, feeling miserable. Well, maybe there's a time for that, but you don't have to stay stuck there. And if you keep doing that, it keeps making the problem worse right now please don't misunderstand me i really want to emphasize like i get it i've been in some very dark places i was out on my own at, at 16 and at that time period um there were there was a couple times where like i had no friends no family i was shy i was reclusive i was super insecure and i was hopeless and desperate and depressed and afraid and anxious and discouraged and lonely man i was lonely and i think i think for me the the loneliness was probably the darkest part of it all and it wasn't that i was in solitary confinement or in some barren desert somewhere where there's no other human beings you can be totally alone and surrounded by people and it it was painful it was dark and there's there's been times uh in marriage and in raising a family where, man, moments, dark moments where you wondered if, if you were going to make it through, you know, having the responsibility to lead and provide for my family and times when we, we lost everything because of a major turn in the economy. It was just crushing, soul crushing. It was horrible. And I get it. And, and there are times when you don't need to be fixed and you don't need advice. You don't need someone to, to not feel it. You don't need someone telling you, hey, don't, you, know, you shouldn't feel like that. Don't do that. And, and again, you, you're, I'm telling you this uh, from, from experience and from working with many, many people. Like it, there's a time to just be with it and sit with it and feel it. And that's okay. And it's good. And we want to fill that full spectrum of emotion and life experience like the the, the piano, right? All the keys of the piano are useful. And darkness is useful. Some darkness is totally unnecessary, right? And it's, it's created through stupidity. So just being an idiot and making dumb mistakes. And so those can be avoided. And some darkness, it just comes with adventure. 
and growth. And when you try to chase down entrepreneurship or business or success, if you're just going to raise a great family and be a great person and, and chase down big goals, there's going to be darkness along that road. It's part of the adventure, part of being the hero of your own story. And then just life. Life, life can be brutal and tough. But in the instances where you're making it worse than it needs to be, that's when we can get clear in this writing and be like, man, I, I got to step out of this. I'm adding to the problem. I'm making it worse than it needs to be. I'm making it longer than it needs to be. I'm staying stuck. And so get clear about correlation and causation. Now, the greatest pain in the darkness is realizing that you were the problem. But that's also the greatest source of light because it means you're the solution. And, and interestingly, when you study darkness, darkness is, is essentially just the absence of light. And have you ever been in a super dark place, right? Like a cave. I've been in some lava tubes or some deep caves in the earth. I've been in a lot of places where there's just absolute darkness. You can hold your hand in front of your face and you can't see it. And yet you just take a, a, a lighter or a headlamp and boom, it just changes everything. And one headlamp, one lighter can bring so much light into a seriously dark place that now you can find your way out. And so you can bring some light back. And often you're the light or somebody else, a coach, a counselor, a therapist, a friend, or an experience, which we'll get into in a minute. But I also want you to go through this journey of really honestly evaluating how you might have contributed to the problem. Now, some, some darkness just comes and you had nothing to do with it. But some darkness comes and we don't want to have anything to do with it. We want to discount it. We want to blame. We want to make excuses. It's got to be somebody else's problem or something else. We blame circumstances, blame the government, blame the IRS, blame my boss, blame anyone but, but taking responsibility for myself. And in the Alexander Schultz and Eatson, you've heard me talk about this before and his excellent books, the, uh, the Gulag Archipelago, there, there's a three volume abridged one that I listened to on Audible and I highly recommend and I think everyone needs to go through it. And just going through that book is dark itself because he does not hold back and there's no sugarcoating. He tells you exactly what happened when other human beings were just torturing each other in the most wretched way. And the suffering, unbelievable, incomprehensible. And yet it was happening in my mother's lifetime, and she's still alive. It's, 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 it's unthinkable. And he outlines it all. And, and they're in these torture camps, and they're there for a long time. And when you think it couldn't possibly get any worse than it was, he gets deathly ill. And he's laying there dying. And then he has this experience where he asks himself, he's like, how, how have I contributed to this? Now, it takes a lot of humility and wisdom to look at something that seems completely outside of your influence and say, well, how did I, or how could I have contributed to this? And that he realized that some of his passive behavior and as a whole, the society, they, they, they allowed things to happen, right? They tolerated certain things. And so it just grew and grew and grew. And what was a little monster became a massive monster and destroyed tens of millions of lives. And he realized, 
I should have done more. I could have done more. I could have spoken up. I, earlier on, I could have stopped it. And he says, I contributed to this. Now, some of you are too hard on yourselves and you try to blame everything that happens on yourself. <laughs> that's, that's just not the case. Some things just happen despite your best efforts. But many of us, we try to blame others and blame circumstances and we try to avoid responsibility. And so this writing exercise, it's a good thing and, and it'll bring up some hurt and some pain, but it needs to be faced, especially if your attitudes or fixed mindsets or bad habits or addictions have been a catalyst to a lot of pain and a lot of problems. And when you can write through that, think through that, and own that, and go through that journey, man, you can come out of it so much better off. And that, I think, is the purpose and point of darkness. Who you can become because of it. Oh, that's powerful. Okay, so when we step into the darkness, we get to the edge of our limits. And it creates a crossroad where you get to decide who you're going to be and how you're going to live. I want to share this poem I thought of that fits perfectly with this. It's, the poem's called Opportunity. I want to read it to you. It's by Edward Roland Sill. He died in 1887. Here's the, here's the poem Opportunity. This I beheld, or dreamed it in a dream. There spread a cloud of dust along a plain, and underneath the cloud, or in it, raged a furious battle, and men yelled, and swords shocked upon swords and shields, shields, and prince's banner wavered, then staggered backward, hemmed by foes. A craven hung along the battle's edge and thought, had I a sword of keener still, that blue blade that the king's son bears, but this blunt thing, he snapped and flung it from his hand and lowering crept away and left the field. Then came the king's son, wounded, sore bestead, and weaponless, saw the broken sword, hilt buried in the dry and trodden sand, and ran and snatched it, and with battle shout, lifted afresh, he hewed his enemy down, and saved a great cause that heroic day. <laughs> oh, I love that, right? When you face the darkness, when you face that moment, you have an opportunity, right? You have a choice. Will you be like the craven who, blaming the circumstances, blaming the sword, tosses aside, breaks it, and tosses it aside, and, and you know lowers his head and, and goes away? Or will you be like the prince and be like, yes, yeah, sweet, a sword, a broken sword even, and with a battle cry, go back and beat your enemy, your foe, and be the man. And so darkness creates a crossroad. It creates an opportunity. It gives us a chance to see what we're made of, the, the metal. M-E-T-T-L-E, the metal that's inside of us. And it gives us a choice. Darkness gives us a choice. 
So what will you choose? Now, here's, here's the difficulty of it all. I've experienced this often, and you probably have too, that when you're in the darkness, it, darkness wants a monopoly of your mind. It wants to take over everything. It wants the whole stage, right? And anybody who wants to come on stage, like, oh, no, no, no room here for that. Just total darkness. Anytime you want to bring a little light on stage, oh, get off of here. It wants to own your mind. And it, it's crazy. Like, it's easy to slip into it. And it's in a weird way, tempting to stay there. Well, on a physiological level in your body, they've learned that you can actually become addicted to the darkness. You can become addicted to those emotions. So whenever we have a a really strong thought or feeling, um, what happens is the brain is releasing chemicals into our bodies. And so it changes your biochemistry. And so you get to this dark place and it changes the biochemistry. And if it's pretty strong and it stays, then the cells on a cellular level can, can, they can alter their receptors and can become addicted to that thing in a sense. Right. And, and so it wants to perpetuate and becomes familiar, becomes known. It becomes, you know, it, it craves those things because at a sensory level, that's what's happening. And so we can get stuck in the darkness and some get stuck in the darkness and they want to stay because it gives them some sense of meaning. It gives them some sense of connection. It gets, maybe gets attention or they feel like I can connect to people who are struggling or uh, they can connect to me or I feel heard. I feel valued or I, you know, maybe it's this, this badge of honor to, to be struggling so much or that you feel like you're carrying this, this cross you have to bear but I want to emphasize again and again, you don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay stuck. You can get out. And there's lots of ways to do it. So let's, let's dive into some strategies. When you're in it, again, and I, I keep emphasizing this. Maybe you're like, okay, I get it. You don't have to say it again. But I want to keep saying it so I'm not misunderstood. There's a time to feel it. There's a time to just sit with it. There's a time to be in it where you're not trying to dismiss it. You're not trying to get rid of it. You're just, you're there. It's part of your journey and that's okay. But once you're, you felt what you need to feel and you've experienced what you need to experience. From my perspective, like it's time to move on. It's time to learn from it and grow from it. And that's, that's maybe one of the greatest benefits and one of the greatest ways to recover from darkness is to gain from it. What can you gain? What can you learn? How can you be better, right? Well, you can't change the past, but you can change the way you view the past and you can change the way you use the past. Some of you use it as an excuse for poor behavior. Others use that exact same excuse as a reason for great behavior. You take two men, born in the same family and one goes down a path of destruction and somebody asked why he went there he said oh because my my i had a hard childhood and then other brother comes and goes to great success and when people ask him like why are you successful oh because i had a very tough childhood and you get to choose will you make the most of yourself because of the darkness or perhaps in spite of the darkness or we'll use it, use it as an excuse to be less than your best. I invite you to use it, 
to learn from it, to grow from it. So another element here, if you're taking notes and making a list, another thing to do in your writing is to say, what can I learn from this? How can I be better because of this? What's to be gained here? What can I take from the darkness or this experience of darkness to be a better man? And if you and I will do that, gentlemen, it'll make us far, far more than we could be otherwise. I look back now at the, the darkness that has been in my life in, in multiple occasions, and it's, it's crazy. I'm really grateful for it now. Where in the moment, I, man, I cursed it. I hated it. I despised it. I was so angry and so bitter. Why did I have to experience this stuff? But now I look back like, wow, man, I'm glad I went through that because I gained so much from it. Now, that's not to say we go out looking for darkness. And like I said earlier, we need to do everything to avoid unnecessary darkness, the stupidities and idiot syncrasies, right? And especially avoid the, the errors and the darkness that comes from questionable character and a lack of integrity and just making really dumb mistakes. And if you have made those, make it right. Do everything you can to make it right. And to become the man who will never do that again. If you have betrayed people who loved you and needed you, if you have broken trust through deceit or dishonesty, do whatever you can to start over. Rebuild trust if you can. If you can't, if it's gone it's and it's never coming back, then build a reputation with new people and become that man who is unfailingly honest and trustworthy. Become that man. So as, as we dive in here, let's, let's go through some more things. One is uh, gratitude. You can always feel grateful, gentlemen, no matter what's going on. I, and I get it. Again, the, the monopoly of the mind, right? When you get in that dark place, you're like, man, there's nothing to be grateful for. There's nothing to be grateful for. I've felt that before. And when I worked with people who are in darkness, I'm like, let's, let's be grateful. Ah, there's nothing to be grateful for. And, and in a moment, okay, maybe you're like, you know what? I'm just going to sit with this. I'm not going to think about gratitude. I'm not going to be light. I'm, I'm just going to be in this moment and feel what I need to feel. Great. But after a time, and the shorter, the better in most instances, what are you grateful for? There's always something to be grateful for. And, and if you can wiggle your toes and fingers, if you're breathing, if you got to wake up this morning, there's something to be grateful for. If you can hear this, if you can see this video, there's something to be grateful for. If you have the devices, the technology, if, there, if the sun is shining, if it's a new day, there are things to be grateful for. And, and as we focus on that gratitude, it shifts our condition and our perspective. Now, I get it. Like, you don't want to be so naive to think that, oh, just positive thinking and gratitude will fix your problems. That's not true. I'm not naive to think that. But I'm also not ignorant enough to discount the power of positive psychology and gratitude. And that it can make massive shifts in how we feel. And, and why we want to feel different, right? Now, some of you are like, no, it doesn't matter. Like, oh, I'm, in a, I'm in such a dark place and there's nothing will change that. I'm like, nah, I disagree, bro. Because <laughs> I help people for myself and with others. When you're ready, when you're ready to, to learn from the darkness and move on, then you can get a pattern interrupter, right? And it might take you skydiving. 
And you're like, no, I feel like skydiving. Well, and this is how I talk to myself when I'm ready. I don't give a crap whether you feel like doing it or not. You get out and you do the things you know are going to bring goodness into your life and recovery and strength. In fact, that's, that's the way to approach life with everything, gentlemen. If it is good for you, if it will help you and the people around you, then do it, whether you feel like doing it or not. And I think as men who have people who depend on us, we have a moral obligation to do those things that are good and to crawl out of the darkness so we can be there for our wives and our children and the people who need us. We need to lead. Now, it doesn't mean you're always in the light. It doesn't mean you, you're never in a, in a dark, hard place. You will be there. That's okay. Don't stay there. And so it's a pattern interrupt. And we say, oh, you know, I'm afraid of heights. Great. Then you're going to face some more darkness before you jump out of that airplane, right? But you, you go jump out of an airplane, you're flying through the sky. It's a pattern interrupt. It's going to change your state. Or maybe it's base jumping. Or maybe it's a trip to Iceland or Mongolia. Go, go ride ponies in Mongolia into the middle of nowhere. Go connect with nature. Go see the wonders of the world. Get out of that state. Get out of that space. And then back it up. So on one side, people are like, well, just, just think positively. Just, just think of happy things and you'll be better. Well, that's a little... Right, that's a little naive, and, and it's the beginning of delusion if you think only positive thinking will do it. But like I said earlier, don't discount the power of psychology. Back it up with action, doing the things you know will help you feel better. And, and this, is, this is just true in life, gentlemen, and we ought to have our lives fully optimized. And every day we get up and we, we think, say, and do the things that lead to an extraordinary life and to us becoming our very best self. So that actually helps prevent a lot of darkness. And it definitely helps you recover from darkness, like health and fitness and an injury or a surgery, right? If you're in fantastic health and great shape, and you get injured, your recovery is going to be a lot better. Or if you have to have a surgery, man, you're the, the surgery itself goes better when you're healthier and stronger and fit. And the recovery does. But if you are unhealthy and out of shape, and you get injured or have to have an operation, man, it takes its toll. There's often more complications during surgery and recovery can be so difficult. So in a very similar way, with your whole life, you being dialed in, having great principles and practices that are governing your actions in your life will help you avoid unnecessary darkness and you know, help in the experience of darkness and the recovery from darkness afterwards. But winter will come, right? And winter can be brutal, dark, and cold, and miserable. Uh, we, we spent a winter in Alaska. And any of you who've been far north or really far south in a winter, man, you know it can be, it can be dark and cold and discouraging and frustrating. And interestingly, even in that darkness, there's times of fun where you jump on the snow machines in Alaska or snowmobiles or you go out skiing or snowboarding or sledding or some of you like to go camping and play in the snow, right? Like it, there can be moments of fun and joy and light inside the darkness. So it doesn't all have to be miserable. But then after winter comes spring. And man, if I can drive anything home, gentlemen, it's to hope for spring. I, I've told you before that I'm reading uh, the Divine Comedy 
And when Dante goes through into the gates of hell inscribed above the, the doorway is abandon. It says, abandon all hope ye who enter here. Right. And so hell is hopelessness. And I would say it learned helplessness too. But if hell is hopelessness, then heaven is hope. And spring will come after winter. And yeah, we want it to be spring all the time, right? And summer and harvest. Like, you know, we love the fall, the colors and the fruits and vegetables and everything. It's amazing. But winter's coming. And so the better prepared we are for it, the more we realize, yeah, there's going to be dark times. I'm good. I'm ready. I'm preparing myself. When I go into winter, we're going to be good. I'm going to do everything I can. But I'm going to come out of it. So I want to share what I call the, the four factors for every aspect of life, but for getting through the darkness as well. And the four factors are, um, number one is biology, right? And number two is psychology. Number three is sociology. And number four is spirituality. So biology, psychology, sociology, spirituality. These are the major four factors for life. These are things that are just affecting everything we're doing, and they affect the darkness, the experience of darkness, and the recovery. So we, we go into biology first. We talked about how the body can get addicted. It can get, it changes your biochemistry. And so moving your body, right? Standing up straight, good posture, Breathing and actual breathing exercises, do some Wim Hof breathing exercises, because again, it changes your biochemistry. And so you, you want to feel better. Sometimes when, when, once you have experienced the darkness, the pain, the hurt, the, the mourning, like whatever's there, and some of it never goes away. Like my, my brother took his life last year. I've been thinking of him this week. I don't know if it'll ever go away. I miss him and I love him. And there's things I wish I could have done differently. Right. And some things there, there's no repairing that there's no bringing him back. So some of it doesn't go away, but, but once you've experienced what you need to experience, then, then you can alter your state and, and I can breathe and move my body. Your body's like a dynamo and you can create some energy and you eat good food, and you get out and have interactions, and you get into nature, and, and you can just change your, your whole biological and biochemical experience, and you should. And, and every day, I can't think of a day, even when you're in the darkness, and you know you need to feel the darkness and be there, it doesn't mean you should do anything to neglect your health or your well-being. In fact, maybe it's even more critical in those moments that you're getting up and having good practices of taking care of your body. You just feel better as you should. And even if you're facing darkness that maybe is irreparable and is, is there to stay for a, a time at least, then these practices matter so much. So address the biology, the physiology of it all, and make sure your body is in as great a condition as you can have it be in and use it as the tool that it is for goodness. The second piece, and, and again, this goes, this goes together, right, with psychology. So instead of just simply saying, well, you should think happier thoughts, it's like, well, let's, let's take care of our bodies because your body is the vehicle for everything you're experiencing. And it has a major effect. 
and is affected by any darkness that we face. So get the biology in place. Second is psychology. Like I mentioned earlier, never discount the power of thought. Everything is a thought. In fact, all of darkness is a thought because of the meaning we give it, right? Everything in life only has the meaning that you give it. You've heard me say that before. And I can't say that enough because we can all go through an experience, the same dark experience, and yet we all get something differently out of it. And it all means something unique to each of us. And it all comes from a thought. So what thought is creating part of the darkness or creating the experience or the feeling of the darkness? And so we manage our thoughts. And I can wholeheartedly recommend As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. And Letting Go by David Hawkins, I think, is the author. Uh, the Majesty of Calmness by William George Jordan. And um, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. All excellent books about managing your psychology and your emotions and, and letting, you know, processing pain points and, and all those things, right? And, and I also have, have here on, on my desk, I have my philosophy journal. Like these are the things that you want written on your soul. And I did a couple of episodes about this, but you, you write in here the things that you want to be and want to embody, want to model and want to live. And you read and reread these things again and again and again. And you write, right? You write your goals, you write your dream, you write out your dream story and you rewrite it as often as you need to, maybe every morning or maybe every morning and every evening, or every morning and every evening, and every time you feel discouraged and down. This, and again, this is all the recovery stage when you're trying to finally get out of the darkness when you're ready to go. Or maybe you, <laughs> like you, you get in the darkness and sometimes you don't know when you're ready and you need people around you. You need coaches and counselors and therapists and friends to say, hey, it's time, let's go. Right? And when you're ready, these are the things I'm trying to give you the tools so you don't have to stay stuck in the darkness. So you, you do the philosophy journal. You, do, you rewrite your goals, tactile movement with pen and paper, rewriting those goals, rewriting that story, rewriting your recreation, who you're going to become because of the darkness, through the darkness, in spite of the darkness, what you're going to do differently, how you're going to be better, how you're going to be able to serve and help others, right? So biology first, you know, get in the body, psychology, addressing the mind. Don't just let it stay there. Don't be a little echo chamber. Don't stay in pity parties. Don't perpetuate the darkness endlessly. Don't be harsher than it needs to be. Don't be darker than it needs to be. It, 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 often darkness is just this negative spiral downwards and it just keeps going and going and going. And so, yes, there's tremendous value and power in stopping that cycle and starting to work it backwards. Never discount the power of, of psychology. So you got the psychology in place with the physiology, the biology, right? So your mind and your body are working interconnected and, and really closely together. And now sociology, get out and connect with people. And I know you don't feel like it. And maybe there's a time not, right? To just be alone and be there. But then there's a time to talk and there's a time to listen. This one's huge. Make sure you make time to listen. And you might be sitting there, yeah, but I, I need someone to listen to me because I'm struggling. And I get it. There is a time for that, for you to talk and for someone else just to listen. And if you need that, say, hey, man, I, I don't need advice right now. I just, I just need you to listen. Fantastic. But then there's a time you need advice too. 
So that's, there's another part of that sociology part is like you, you listen, you get it all out. And then there's time for you to listen for somebody to help you and encourage you and strengthen you, motivate you. And then there's a time to listen to other people's problems. One of the absolute best things you can do in darkness is to serve others, to help others. In almost every instance, no matter what you're facing, there's somebody else who has it much, much worse and you can help them. And what's incredible about that is it totally alters your perspective and your experience. And the darkness you're feeling might be drastically changed by going and helping somebody else in their darkness, or you might be changed or they might be changed. So surround yourself with great men and women. And if, if you're ready, join this masterclass, right? That's why I created it. The masterclass and the tribe so that we can be together as a support group of great men who are trying to be their best selves, right? We can lean in and, and hear each other and be there for each other. And, and these man camps that I lead, which are so fun and so engaging, but so powerful to connect with great men and just talk openly and honestly about what it means to be a man and, and about life. But make sure you've got friends and, and support groups and counselors and coaching. If you, if you need a coaching session or a whole an entire coaching package, right? Get it for somebody who has the results that you want and holistic results, not just one result. And, and get that social part in place. So much darkness either comes or stays because we lack this social piece. Any one of the four actually, right? If, if you're off in your body and way off, there's so many instances in all the research that, that I've done. There's so many instances where you can just go into the darkness or stay in darkness just because your body's off or your psychology's off or your sociology's off. And then last is your spirituality. You've got to address the spirit. We are all spiritual beings and that has to be addressed. And that will prevent a lot of darkness and it will help us in the darkness and out of the darkness if we address the spiritual element of our lives. And that's you know this connection with God and the connection with your soul and cultivating and feeding the inner peace and inner stillness and alignment with values and standards. And especially if your darkness is self-induced because of mistakes or bad decisions or whatever you're struggling with, maybe it's an inner the inner turmoil, man, spiritual healing and growth and development here is massive. It makes such a difference. So come up with some spiritual practices, whatever that looks like for you, prayer, meditation, time in nature, like any of those things that you can do to cultivate that spiritual side of yourself, right? So there's my little girl knocking on the door. So you got your biology, you have your sociology, your psychology, your sociology, and your spirituality. And I'm back. Had to uh, go help rescue one of my little girls who climbed up on one of our vehicles and gotten stuck. <laughs> so um, four things, four factors. Uh, I, I was going to go through. I created this this uh, coaching multiple coaching sessions that I called the S's of success. And some of these factors play in, and I think I'll maybe do an episode on that, just kind of outlining those things. But it's, it, there's, there's simple practices, principles and practices that help us at any time in life and in every time of life. And there's things we ought to be doing, especially in the dark times, to, to make those shifts. Like a couple of the S's are um, your standards, right? In life, you get what you tolerate. And 
sometimes you go into the darkness because you're tolerating too much you know, crap from yourself or from others, or you don't raise the standards enough in the darkness. So like, okay, this is darkness here, but I'm going to raise my standards here of what, what's acceptable and what is not. Uh, this is the stories we tell ourselves. That's another S. And especially when we're in darkness, man, the stories can get brutal and, and completely wrong right? We'll just keep repeating and telling ourselves these stories of why this happened or why it can't happen or why this is going on or who we are. I'm not good enough. And this I'll never change. And there's no hope, right? And on and on. And we keep telling ourselves these stories and we get in this dark echo chamber and the stories go on and on and on. And we have to stop and we have to rewrite the stories and change the stories and transform the stories, especially if something has happened that brought in the darkness, like how you perceive it is changing the story. And, and most especially, and the most important story is that you can gain from it. You can grow from it. You can be stronger because of it. You can be better. You can overcome this, right? We have to change that story. And the, and the scripts is another S that's in there. I won't, I won't dive into all of them uh, in this episode. But gentlemen, uh, darkness will come. And we need to face it. And we need to be strong and prepared for it. We need to do everything in our power to avoid unnecessary darkness and everything in our power to prepare for, survive through, and come out of triumphantly the darknesses we will face in our lives. And again, my message is of hope. You can make it through this and you can come out on the other side better, stronger, forged, refined, improved, wiser, more fully developed on the other side of darkness. And so if you're in it now, um, get the help you need. Address the biology, the psychology, the sociology, the spirituality. Reach out if you need to. I'm happy. In fact, I'm, I'm happy to do this, to answer questions um, for, for in, in these episodes for any questions, but especially if, if you're in the darkness and you have particular questions about that or get, get the support, get the camaraderie, get the tools, get the training, get the tribe. I'll put a link in the, in the show notes for those of you ready to, to join the, the masterclass and tribe. But whatever you're doing, when you're, when you're in the darkness, establish and maintain things that keep you in a, in a healthy place. Even a good place while you're in it. it. It doesn't have to get worse, right? And then when when you're ready, when the time is right, come out of the darkness and into the light and be the very best version of yourself. Fellas, thanks, thanks for listening to this. Thanks for being here. Um, I, I, I wanted to jump in before we wrap up and, and just share one more thing. We please share this. Uh, we we need to help other men who are facing uh, the darkness. And you can share the the YouTube video with them. You can share the podcast with them. You can take a screenshot of it on your phone and then post it on social media. You can go leave a, a rating and a review up to five stars, and, and and share this. Share this message. Share share this information. Like let's let's be part of this movement together to help men face and 
overcome and come out of the darkness because there's a lot of good men who don't know how they don't have the tools or the training or the tribe they don't have the community <clears throat> they don't know um they're just in a tough spot and maybe don't have the the resources or the things that that you and i have or the experience and so let's let's be helpful let's be loving let's share this let's make sure to pay attention fellas to the people around us and notice uh, whether it's it's body language or, or subtle things kind of reading between the lines of noticing when when people are hurting when they're struggling and let's pay attention to our family members let's stay in touch with our friends and family and keep up that relationship so there's a there's a sense of openness we we've, we've gotten into a place in society where we're not always willing or open to share what we're really struggling with and so you, you go out and you chit chat and talk and see all the neighbors and the guys whatever and you have no idea that they're just falling apart and they are in such a dark place and they need help, but they may not say anything. So let's pay attention. Let's be kind. Let's be loving. Let's help people, everyone that we can, that's within our circle of influence to um, stay in, stay in a good place through it and to recover from it. There's so much we can do and there's so much darkness. And, and in my estimation, we're in some, we're in some overall dark times. Uh, and there's, there's so much chaos and change and craziness in the world. I'm optimistic, right? There's amazing things coming. Good stuff's going to happen. Like even in, in the chaos, in the darkness of the world, there's so much to enjoy and so much life to be had. But I do believe we are in a fourth turning and that we're in a time period of tremendous chaos in the world and there's going to be some major economic changes and obviously there's wars going on right now and there's going to be some civil unrest and political unrest and frustration and and there's going to be some tough times right we're, we're going to face tough times that's life if, if you study history at all you're going to realize there are dark times and all the more reason to be prepared to have these tools to have this tribe to get prepared ahead of time, not in, wait till the last minute and to reach out and help others. So let's make it happen, fellas. Get the tools, get the training, get the tribe, be the man.